Let me mention uh, the name of Paul Miller. Paul Miller has uh, written a book on uh, learning to love like the Lord Jesus, and I have uh, utilized uh, some of his uh, thoughts, some of his content for our message today. Uh, Love Walked Among Us is the uh, title of the book, and it's subtitled Learning to Love Like Jesus. Be imitators of God as dearly loved Christians and live a life of love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. If you were to ask, tell me one thing that love does, give me one result of love, I would reply, love brings light into darkness. From looking at the life of our Lord Jesus, I would respond, love breaks into, love penetrates people's darkness. And that is what we are going to think about this morning. From looking at the life of our Lord Jesus, we are going to see that love does indeed bring light into darkness. Here is our approach to our sermon of today. There are different kinds of darkness that are around us in life. Uh, different kinds of darkness that people experience. This morning, we are going to identify four of them and see that the love of Christ, the love of Christ in us can bring blessing into each one of those darknesses. Four kinds of darkness, the love of Christ in us and through us can bring blessing into each one of them. Before we go any further, let's have prayer. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us to uh, put our our eyes, our, our minds, our hearts on the Lord Jesus. Help us to uh, see him in his love. And uh, please, Heavenly Father, help us to uh, go before you and draw from you this love for ourselves so that uh, we can love as the Lord Jesus loves us uh, to your glory. Heavenly Father, please, in your mercy, uh, bless this time. And we pray to you through uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Point one, the darkness of suffering. One kind of darkness is the darkness of suffering. Turn with me to Luke chapter 5 and see verses 12 and 13. Luke chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. While Jesus was in one of the towns, 
a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Leprosy is a terrible disease that affects the skin. I have read that leprosy disfigures its victims by destroying their ability to feel pain. Lepers lose limbs because they don't know when they have hurt themselves. Their appearance frightened people. People also feared catching this contagious disease. If a person got leprosy, he was removed from his family, never to have physical contact with them again, never to hug, never to play with his children, never to feel the embrace of a spouse. When anyone came near a leper, the leper had to call out, unclean, unclean. Jews were forbidden to touch a leper. Those who had leprosy suffered. If there is anything you can say about lepers, it is they knew suffering. They experienced the darkness of suffering. Listen to verse 12 again. A man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Do you know anyone who is presently suffering? Do you know anyone who is physically hurting? He has a disease. He is disabled. She is sick. She is dying. Do you know anyone who is emotionally suffering? That person could well be experiencing darkness. That person is probably going through a very hard, deep, dark time. And that person has a need for light. Listen to verse 13 of Luke 5 once more. I'll read it as Mark has it. In Mark 1, verses 41 and 42. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Even though Jews were forbidden to touch a leper, Jesus Nevertheless, did. Even though Jews were forbidden to touch a leper, Jesus put his hand on the leper 
He loved him. He healed him. He gave him back his body, his family, and his people. And that compassion brought light to the leper's darkness. Tell me one thing that love does. Give me one result. I reply, love, the love of Christ in us, brings light into darkness. From looking at the life of Jesus, I would say, love breaks into, love invades people's darkness. John 15, verse 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Why? Well, love glorifies God. And love brings light into darkness. A good number of years ago, I was asked to visit a lady in Johnstown. Uh, she was a friend of Henrietta Tuck, and Henrietta asked me to go by and visit, which I did. And I continued to go by and visit this lady from time to time. She went on to develop cancer, and it got to the point where she was in the hospital dying of cancer. I went to the hospital. I went to her room. When I got there, I could, I could see that she was in a great deal of discomfort. She was in agony. I went to her bed, and I stood there, and I spoke to her about the love of Jesus. I told her the good news of Jesus, how Jesus removes sin, how Jesus makes us children of God, how Jesus prepares a place for his people in heaven. I told her about the love of Jesus, and it seems like God opened up her heart, and she asked the Lord Jesus to come into her life as her Savior and Lord. As I was leaving the room, I turned and looked at her, and there was a peace that had come over her. There was a rest that had come over her spirit and her body. It was like light had come into darkness. A man whose wife struggles with depression said, Everyone asks me how my wife is doing, but no one visits her. My friends, visit the suffering. Call on the phone, the hurting. Touch them. Help them. As Christ has loved you, so love them. Bring light into darkness. Point two. Another kind of darkness is the darkness of loneliness. Look with me now at Luke 19, verses 1 through 6. Luke 19, verses 1 through 6. Jesus entered Jericho 
and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, a publican. And as I have mentioned to you in the past, because he was a tax collector, he was ostracized from, he was put out of Jewish society. The Jews did not share life with Zacchaeus. They did not eat with him. They did not socialize with him. He was not welcome in any of their synagogues. He was considered scum by the Jews. I think we can say this about Zacchaeus. Though he was financially rich, he was socially poor. I think we can also say this. He knew the darkness of loneliness. Right after I graduated from college, I became a substitute teacher in the Philadelphia public school system. And because of a teacher having to leave her class for an operation, I was given her class for the remainder of the school year. It was an elementary special education class of about 20 students, and there were no aides in the classroom. This goes, this goes back pretty far. Believe it or not, this special education class was removed from the rest of the school. Our classroom was off in a, in a corner of the school building behind the auditorium with no other classroom next to it, with no other students right there. My class had a different recess time from the other students. When we were outside for recess, we had the whole schoolyard to ourselves. And we also had a separate dismissal time. Some of the other teachers would threaten their students by saying something like, if you don't improve in your work, you're going to be put in that class behind the auditorium. I imagine one could have easily experienced this second kind of darkness by being part of that class. A feeling of separation, a, a feeling of being apart from others, a, a feeling of being alone. No doubt some of my students did go on to feel that way. Do you know anyone who is lonely? Do you know anyone who feels so alone, so apart from others? Would you believe 
lonely people are all over? Remember the Beatles? One of the songs had these words, one of their songs. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people. They're in your neighborhood. They're in your school. They're at your place of work. There are no doubt some lonely people in our congregation. The darkness of loneliness. Alone, alone, all, all alone. Alone on a wide, wide sea. And never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Samuel Taylor Coleridge, the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Let's go back to the story of Zacchaeus. Verses 5 and 6 of Luke 19. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. I can almost see the light that came into Zacchaeus' darkness here. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus again had been ostracized from Jewish society. He was hated. He was considered dirt by the Jews. They didn't give him one minute of the day unless they were paying taxes. But here is Jesus saying to him, I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus says his name. Come down immediately. Here is Jesus loving Zacchaeus. And here is love once again bringing light into darkness. Tell me one thing that love does. Love breaks into the hurts of people. When I was in eighth grade, there was a boy in my class by the name of Albert. Albert was big and clumsy. Albert was not athletic, and it was important to be athletic. He was, I think, not too smart. He had a speech impediment. He was anything but with it. Albert knew the darkness of loneliness. Oh, could we junior highs make him a lonely person? I decided to befriend him. I would go to school and I would acknowledge him. I would probably put my hand on his shoulder. I would look right at him and I would speak to him. I would, I would be kind to him. I would do things with him. I, I befriended him. And I like to think... That brought light into his darkness. Do you know any lonely people 
My friends, there are many of them around. And we're learning today that we're to be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love as Christ Jesus has loved us and given himself up for us. By the way, have you noticed in the Gospels how Jesus ministered to the poor, the disabled, the outcasts, the immoral, the Samaritans? We should learn from that and go on to love like him. Point three, a third kind of darkness is the darkness of selfishness. Now that's probably one that you didn't expect. The darkness of selfishness. We were created to, well let me put it this way, we were not created to be limited to such a narrow scope as ourselves. We were created to be taken up with God and with others. And when one is self-centered, and when one is turned inward, that one will go on to experience darkness. Listen to these words of Jesus in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Our lives are not made up of this thing for us and this thing for us and, and this thing and, and that thing. Our lives are to be taken up with the Lord God and others. Living for God and serving others. And once again, if one goes on to ignore that, that one will find that self-centeredness will bring on a darkness in life. Paul Miller writes, one morning our daughter Ashley was particularly grumpy. She was becoming increasingly self-absorbed and as a result she was she was constantly irritated with life. Increasingly self-absorbed, constantly irritated with life, darkness. But continue to listen. After Ashley left for school, her mom, my wife Jill, began to think about how bad Ashley's attitude had been the last few months. She thought about going to the school, pulling Ashley out of class and talking to her. Finally, she said, this is nuts. She got in the car, drove to school, and told the principal, I have something very important to talk about with my daughter. Ashley was in the middle of choir practice. And the next thing she knew, she was sitting in the parking lot in our minivan with her mother. Jill flipped down the mirror on the visor in front of Ashley and with tears streaming down her face said quietly, look at yourself. Do you know what you've become? Just look at yourself. 
Look at the jewelry. Look at the makeup. Look at your hairspray. Look at your boyfriend's bracelet. Now look at your heart. One is fancy and the other is ugly. Wow. What happened there? Well, what Ashley's mother did was love. She loved her daughter. And that love of the mother brought light into Ashley's darkness. That concern and care went on to change, says Paul Miller, Ashley's life. And today, Ashley lives for the Lord and serves others. She's a teacher, and outside of school, she has made the disabled her friends. Love brings light into darkness. The darkness of suffering, the darkness of loneliness, and the darkness of selfishness. Our last point. Our last point today deals with the worst kind of darkness there is. What would you say that is? The worst kind of darkness there is. A fourth kind of darkness is the darkness of spiritual lostness. Spiritual lostness is not knowing God. Spiritual lostness is going through the days of our lives without God. Spiritual lostness is being separated from God and his word. It is being under the guilt of sin. It is being under the power of sin. It is not having the forgiveness of sin. It is being apart from peace with God and eternal life. The Samaritan woman at Jacob's well in John 4 is a person in the New Testament who was spiritually lost. When we read her story in John chapter 4, we see that she did not have God in her life. She did not understand the things of God in her head. She did not live according to the will of God in her actions. Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband. You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. Spiritual lostness. But do you remember the entire story of John 4? The Samaritan woman is lost, but Jesus goes to where she is and meets her. She is lost, but Jesus engages her in conversation. She is lost, but Jesus speaks to her of spiritual things, of eternal life. The Samaritan woman is lost, but Jesus reveals himself to her as the Messiah. She's lost, but Jesus loves her, and his love penetrates her darkness. And we go on to read how she believes and is saved. What can bring the spiritually lost to Christ? What can save those in spiritual darkness? 
How about the love of Christ in us for them? Love brings light into darkness. A number of years ago, I was at one of our general assemblies. I was standing in the lobby of the hotel where I was staying with a group of other men, and we were waiting for a shuttle bus to come, pick us up and take us to General Assembly. I had my name tag on around my neck. A man came and stood next to me, and he looked at my name tag, and he said, Dave Carlberg. Dave Carlberg. You are my spiritual grandfather. I am? He said, a number of years ago, you had a young man, Tim Solomon, in your youth group. And you spent time with him. And you cared for him. And you, and you prayed for him. And you told him about the Lord Jesus. And, and he became a Christian, remember? Yes. Well, Tim Solomon became my roommate in college. And he cared for me. And he prayed for me, and he spent time with me, and he told me about the Lord Jesus, and I became a Christian. And I'm a PCA pastor, and you're my spiritual grandfather. Love brings light into spiritual darkness. Be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and live a life of love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Love breaks into, it invades the darkness of suffering, loneliness, selfishness, spiritual lostness, any darkness. Love brings light into any darkness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Heavenly Father, help us to imitate you and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and love those around us. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us to be so thankful for your love and help us to take your love to others. Help us to live this aspect of our Christian lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.